Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. In the meantime, the consumer group Witch just carried out a study of coffee, specifically how much caffeine there is in the different sorts you can get. The winner, if you want to use that term, was Costa Coffee. A Costa medium cappuccino will give you 325 milligrams of caffeine, while the equivalent drink in Starbucks will deliver just 66 milligrams. A can of Red Bull, for the sake of comparison, contains 80 milligrams of caffeine. So one one Costa uh, cappuccino is like four cans uh, of Red Bull. So why is there that disparity? James McCormick is CEO of the Dublin Barista School Afternoon, James. Hi, Sean. Thanks for having me. I, I, you know, I foolishly thought that no matter what variety of coffee you ask for, they always give you just, you know, one shot that like an espresso was just uh, the coffee without any of the milk or fancy bits in it. Um, but that same amount of coffee goes into a cappuccino or a flat white or whatever. But that's obviously yeah, not the case. It can case. vary uh, dramatically between uh, coffee shop to coffee shop and coffee chain to coffee chain based on their, their training standards and, and the coffee that they're using. Um, so, you know, if we're, if, we're, if we're talking about caffeine, there's a, there's a couple of things to know before we get into it is that uh, coffee is a fruit, is the first and foremost thing. Um, it grows naturally. It's a seasonal product, so it's harvested uh, seasonally. Um, so uh, and within uh, coffee itself, there is the stimulant called caffeine. And again, depending on the coffee bean itself, that can vary dramatically. Mm. Um, so what would be the main sorts of coffee, generally speaking, that are used? So the two main shops? species used commercially are a species called Arabica and Robusta. Mm. Uh, Arabica would be the most commonly used and Robusta uh, is the, the less commonly used, but there's a big difference between them, both in uh, both in caffeine content and in flavour profile. So um, if you're talking about uh, Arabica, Arabica is, you know, maybe what Starbucks are using. It's uh, It's got a much lower caffeine content uh, naturally compared to Robusta, which would have double the amount of caffeine within the same bean. So you're talking about two dramatically different uh uh, uh, caffeine contents, yeah. even though they're in the same family. Uh, mm. So, so what's happening maybe in Costa is that they're using a higher percentage of robusta in their coffee. Now, robusta would be considered lower grade, lower quality, mainly because of the fact that it has double the amount of caffeine. And from a flavour perspective, what that has is going to make the coffee very bitter. Um, mm. It's not going to have it. It's not going to have a very uh, positive flavor profile. Yeah. Um, and on top of that, the the other variables are that you know you know from what it might be happening in Costa is that they're using a lot more coffee versus what Starbucks are using, for an example. So there's 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 lots of different variables within the brewing process. Um, so uh, if you're using the same bean, for example, in espresso versus, say, with the French press, you're going to get a lot more caffeine in the coffee, even though it's the same coffee from a French press because it's brewed a little bit longer. So you're extracting more and more of the, the oh, flavor compounds right. okay. and also you're extracting more and more of the the caffeine content out of the coffee. So that's yeah. what the brewing process does. You're using hot water to extract the flavor profiles and all of the other positive compounds that are in coffee. So there's vitamins, there's amino acids, there's all sorts of uh, 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 good health uh, elements to coffee. But with the caffeine side of things, because it's a psychoactive, it's a stimulant, you're extracting more um, caffeine out in the, the longer brewing process. Uh, espresso, for example, is only 25, 30 seconds versus five minutes. So um, now I don't know what, the, what the standard of drink they were using in that report, but um, yeah, that could affect. The okay, so content. so but it's, but the, presumably the making it if you're making it that way, you're doing it deliberately that you want to have a you know people their cost cost of customers are coming up expecting 
to be whacked across the head with caffeine. That's I, I think every individual is different. Like uh, my sense, my sensitivity to caffeine is 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 very low. Like I, I don't really feel the caffeine hit me. Not that surprising. Um, <laughs> and uh, versus somebody else, and you hear p- by people getting the jitters. So we do have a mushroom coffee that we've launched, a separate company that I own, and and the mushrooms, uh, the medicinal mushrooms that we use, actually slow down the caffeine um, intake into absorption into your body. So you get less of the jitters for those people who are who are more caffeine sensitive. Um, so, but it, like, and the absorption takes uh, caffeine absorption really starts hitting your bloodstream after about 10 to 15 minutes and it can last up to eight hours. So, can it? So that's the, the on the, the yeah. effects of the caffeine. Okay, so why, why and, and James did kindly bring me in uh, a, a box of some of these pods. Why, uh, why did you choose to make it with mushrooms? Um, well, there's there's many many different varieties of mushrooms in the world, and there's 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 a subset that are very very healthy for you. They're known as medicinal or functional mushrooms, and it's um, personally I've I've gone on a, on a very big into my health side of things. I'm obviously working in coffee for the, for a long time as well, so um, it's it's trying to create a habit a healthy habit through coffee and, and medicinal mushrooms have a huge amount of research behind them talking about for example a lion's mane which is uh, also uh, a nootropic which is a type of mushroom and it can improve your cognitive function uh, we have another one called reishi that's great for immune defense so if you want to get less uh, uh, colds or whatever mm. it is it helps build your immune system and also we have another one called cordyceps which is great for improving your energy levels when you're working out it's, uh, Do you say cordyceps? Cordyceps Yeah Have you watched The Last of Us? Uh, no <laughs> That like the entire world is turned into zombies by a fungi called Cordyceps. Yes, that's what happens when okay. they take, take control of the uh, okay. insects. I'm, I'm going to yeah. just go back a few inches from James here. I'm suddenly a bit uh, uh, nervous. So if you go into a coffee shop, James, should the people who work in that coffee shop know the sort of coffee they're using and how much caffeine is in it? It's like, it's like anywhere you go to. It's all down to the the, the training standards of that business or the, the general standards. Like you will go into some coffee shops and they will tell you everything about the coffee, where it's comes from who picked it, uh, the flavour profiles, the amount of coffee that, they're, that they've just brewed for your coffee. Uh, they'll be able to tell you every bit of information, whereas you go into another place and they're just pressing the button. They have, they have no clue <laughs> yes, yes. what's happening. Um, and that's where uh, Dublin Barista School comes in. Like we're training uh, thousands of people every year in basic standards about well, how do you make your coffee taste a little bit more better and more consistent? How can you keep your customers coming back? And it's just basic things like understanding where your coffee comes from, how should it taste in the cup um, and building a basic recipe around your coffee so it's consistent all the time. So and that's going back to the original study. So like how much coffee were Starbucks using uh, when they're making their espresso, how much coffee or uh, Costa coffee using when they're making their espresso. So there the could be a disparity between 12 grams of coffee versus 24 grams. So maybe mm. Costa coffee are using double the amount of coffee in their in their espresso. Um, and maybe also that's compounded by the fact that they're using a lot of this robusta species, which will then have double the amount of caffeine in the coffee. So like it's, it's wide disparities. And as a customer, you can always go in and say, um, uh, I want less caffeine in my coffee. What do you have? Uh, can you give me one shot or can you give me a decaf version mm. or 
whatever and, it may and be. What, and, and for decaf coffee, at what stage has it been decafed? It happens at the farm level. So when the coffee is picked from the trees, uh, basically it's, it's picked as a cherry, like a, like a cranberry. Um, and within that, there's these uh, green seeds. And so that's what we call green coffee. And that's what's the most traded, second most traded commodity in the world. Um, so the decaffeination process takes place at farm level when the coffee is still green. Uh, the green coffee is then sold to the coffee roasters who will roast the coffee um, and produce the coffee that is sold into coffee shops, etc. Right, okay. So it's not the same as yeah, alcohol-free so, so alcohol. So the caffeine is extracted and then sold mm. into the drinks industry, the pharmaceutical industry. Uh, what's left is uh, a decaffeinated uh, coffee. Um, but basically what's happened in the decaf process is that the, the coffee is stripped um, of its caffeine, but also anything else uh, within it that's... Uh, that has any kind of positive health benefits. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so you're just getting a coffee flavor drink. <laughs> right, okay. But does it still, does a decaffeinated coffee then for your money still taste more or less like coffee or has a bit like, you know, the, the, when they get alcohol-free beer that, you know, many yeah, you, times they boil the alcohol yeah, out of it and that's like anything. the taste it's, as well. At the, high, at the top end of the market, the specialty coffee end, you can get amazing tasting decaf. Um, and then at the bottom end, it's kind of, it's just, it's uh, wouldn't be treated with uh, a, a lot of respect maybe. And it's, uh, w- wouldn't have the same kind of quality that you'd be, that you'd be expecting maybe from your, your standard roasted coffee. But yeah. in general, like they're, they're not losing masses amounts of their flavor profiles. Yeah. So uh, Mike says, I drink 24. Now he says, uh, I would, I would have said espressos. He says espressi. Uh, is that the plural of espressos? I have no idea. No idea, Mike. We're, uh, hats off, Mike. Anyway, he drinks 24 espressos every day. A cup of coffee for me is three espressos. I drink it right up to bedtime, sometimes even finishing my last one in bed. I get great regular sleep in bed at nine every night and up at about six. It works for me. So, so he, he is a, a zombie, basically. Yeah, he, he's completely <laughs> immune to it then, uh, I assume. But I think I suppose a lot of people... And I kind of did without thinking too much about it. If somehow an espresso is stronger, but it's it can, could be or maybe not. Be. It can taste stronger. That's down to how the coffee is roasted. So whenever the coffee roaster receives the green coffee, it depends on a lot of variables again on the on the quality of the coffee that they're that they're receiving, and also um, what type of coffee roaster. So these large scale commercial coffee roasters, for, from my experience anyway, will tend to in order to get uniformity of flavor, will tend to dark roast the coffee. Um, and that doesn't necessarily equate to higher amounts of caffeine. Um, it can just have a, a more robust flavor profile. Mm. It doesn't equate that uh, robust flavor doesn't equate to caffeine uh, content. Um, and you can you can equally have a, a light roasted coffee that has a very light tea like body that might have, you know, a lot of caffeine in it. Yeah. Um, so it, there's lots of variables within that. When it's roasted, is it just on a. I, they've just scattered out the coffee and it's not like under a massive grilled thing. No, they're, they're in kind of roasting ovens and mm. the roasting ovens ro- rotate um, and depending on the roaster you can get like a very small 1 kg roaster for example up to like a couple of hundred kg roaster depending on the business type that you are. Mm. Um, now there's a huge uh, growth in specialty coffee which is the, like the highest end of the, of the coffee market where everything will be done in small batches Everything's much more controlled. Um, everything's done by hand. Um, and the larger roasters, everything is pre-programmed. Everything is done by a uh, uh, button machine, essentially. Mm. Um, so there's varying kind of uh, contrast in quality and, and flavour based on that. Yeah. Is, is, is it in, Has it changed at all in that the, the countries of origin 
do they get to do the the roasting? Because correct me if I'm wrong, but that's what adds the value, if you like, to to the coffee. Yeah, unfortunately, the vast majority of coffees, high quality coffees anywhere, are exported um, from these developing countries. Mm. So Brazil would be the the biggest producer of coffee in the world for both. Uh, uh, Arabica anyway and second uh, biggest producer for Robusta um, and I think 95% of their coffee or so is exported um, and basically locally uh, some coffee is kept but it wouldn't be the best quality that's kept locally Yeah, um, because there's more money to be made on the export market um, so the the roasting doesn't necessarily take place the country of origin because once the coffee is roasted, um, the shelf life is is very short. Uh, for high quality coffee, you're talking, I will say from my experience and, and how I like to drink high quality coffee, you have one month to drink that coffee from roast date. Uh, but, but equally then a commercially roasted coffee could last up to one year uh, and probably longer. It won't really lose too much of its quality or flavour profile. Right, okay, but within a month is, if you... You're talking about the highest quality yeah. coffee, so if if you're getting a coffee from Ethiopia and you, you're asking me what are you, the, what's the flavour uh, I should expect from this cup, you're going to get, you're going to be drinking a cup of coffee, but it's going to be like someone squeezed the lemon into it and you're going to just get these aromas, these citrus uh, flavours. Yeah. If you um, uh, get coffee from Brazil, you're going to get kind of chocolatey, nutty flavour profiles. Um, and that's also, you know, true for every country, every country and also then every specific uh, coffee uh, variety that you're using will have its own personality and its own flavour profile. And really that's at the high end of the market, just like in wine or whatever. Yeah. That's what people are looking for. They're looking for that uh, sensory experience. Yeah. Um, whereas at the commercial level, which, you know, is just mass produced and mass roasted and mostly at a very kind of dark roast profile. And that's what you, that's what people are used to be drinking for. Uh, a long, long time. Uh, so people are are expecting that flavour a lot of times from coffee to, to be big, bold, uh, yeah. robust. Are, are the So but to people who really love their coffee, uh, uh, like you, the, the people who like adulterate it with, with milk and sugar and those kinds of, are we just all vulgarians <laughs> to you? It's a, it's a personal choice, isn't it? Um, oh, I drink, I drink I'm hearing co- yes yeah. in that answer. <laughs> I drink my coffee black, um, and yeah, mostly because I want to enjoy the the natural flavor profile of the coffee. But like, I also start the day with I need that that stimulant uh, hitting my yeah, bloodstream. Yeah. Um, let's be honest; it's like otherwise I drink a high end decaf. But I, I want to get that hit. And uh, you know, if you're going to the gym, you want a, maybe a pre workout coffee drink, or if if you're you know you need a, a hit in your mid morning uh, meeting or whatever. Yeah. Um, so th- that's you know there's but like yeah the flavour profile is important to me but I'm just you know uh, you do run a barista school as well uh, like are uh, in terms of people wanting to be baristas is there a large demand for that because it Huge. sounds to me like it's it's like doing a TEFL course you can go anywhere with it yeah uh, yeah it's massive in Ireland like there's there's so many coffee shops it's uh, and. There's there's always a huge demand for baristas and especially um, trained baristas. So uh, like our main kind of aspect of the, of the barista training market is to take people in um, to train them up to get their first jobs. So anywhere from the age of 15, you come in, get your training with us. Um, and after either a day or up to a week, you'll get a certificate and that'll basically uh, allow you to go in for an interview and get a job ultimately. Mm. So, okay. so that's the kind of that's the the market that we're kind of serving. Um, a lot of people starting their own coffee businesses as well come to us. Um, and like the type of training that we do is just it's it's very simple. We're just we're keeping it very very simple for people because at the end of the day, uh, customers want 
you know, happy, friendly baristas uh, in their coffee shop and they want to uh, get a consistent, nice beverage every time they go in. They don't want the, the fluctuations of, of standards or quality. Yeah. Um, and a lot of the stuff is just weighing out your coffee, weighing out your espresso, uh, temperature controls um, and having a smile. James, thanks a million for coming in to us today. That was James McCormack there, CEO of the Dublin Barista School. Moncrief. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Weekdays at 2pm on News Talk.